Welcome to Freelance Deals, a podcast for anyone who is self-employed, freelance, or thinking about it. Every episode, I speak to a different person from the self-employed community or a freelancer, talking about their story, their experiences, and getting all of their advice for you so that you can have a happier freelance time too. Freelance life is often seen as a holy grail, and it's not always easy. And I hope that these conversations bring comfort, support, and advice to people that really need it. If you enjoy the podcast, please do rate and review it. And if you'd like to join me and talk more about Freelance Fields, come over and have a chat on Instagram at freelance underscore fields. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to Freelance Fields, conversations about self-employed life. For this episode, I am joined by Pinkstorm Social, aka Miller. Hi, Miller. Welcome to Freelance Fuels. How are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really well. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's possibly the last hottest day of the year, isn't it? In early September. And so I've had to close I the window so there's no background noise. <laughs> the end of summer is just too depressing. I just can't even think about it. Yeah, it's a real shame. But let's talk happily about all the things you've been doing this summer before the autumn comes. Would you like to tell everyone what your freelance is and what you do as Pink Storm Social? Do introduce yourself to the listeners. Great. So hi everyone, I'm Miller and I run a social media training agency called Pink Storm Social where I help businesses kind of small to medium sized with uh, predominantly Instagram but Facebook and LinkedIn as well. It's been running since 2017 and um, yeah you can find me over on Instagram at Pink Storm Social. Cool. And how did you get into this? Was this always your job and then you decided to go freelance or was there a bit of a process? How did you come to be doing what you're doing as a self-employed person? So I was working in marketing in-house in London for about 15 years. And then when my two boys were kicking footballs against the wall, I decided it was time to leave the city and move to the green fields of Oxfordshire, which is quite close to where I grew up. Um, and suddenly I was in the middle of nowhere thinking I can't commute into London because my husband was doing that. So I had to be at home to kind of do the school runs and drop off some pickups. So I was like, what do I really enjoy doing? What can I see myself doing in the future? And I always love social media. I've kind of dabbled in it, um, but never really done any formal training in it. So I did a six month course uh, and got a diploma in social media and then kind of set myself up on Instagram and went from there. I was really lucky that um, there are lots of people around me who are lots of females actually who run their own businesses and they wear many hats and they needed to outsource their social. So it kind of took off from day one really. And I was really, really lucky. Brilliant. So do you actually run people's accounts for them if they want you to? Do you do the whole shebang of being someone's Instagram or do you do it more that you advise them what to do? So when I first started, I was all about the management and yeah, I took over people's accounts for them and ran them on a day-to-day basis. Um, and then as the business grew, I decided that actually the area that I really liked and enjoyed was training. So mm-hmm. training people on how to run social themselves. So that's what I focus on now is training and consultancy. Brilliant. 
And what kind of people come to you as clients? Is it mainly creatives or actually is there quite a lot of corporate people that want to know how to run their social as well? Yeah, I'm really lucky. It's loads of different business types. It can be um, corporates definitely doing a B2B offering or it can be those small businesses that run, you know, B2C products. Um, it's a really wide variety. And that's actually why I love it so much, because I get to dip in and out of loads of different industries, because actually the principles of social media are the same. It doesn't matter what you do. It's all the same. It runs the same. Um, so, yeah, I'm really lucky that I get to work with lots of different types, which is great. That's brilliant. So a lot of people listening, I think, will be thinking, I mean, I'm making this assumption on their behalf, but I think it's probably a fair <laughs> assumption that there's a lot of people out there who are like, oh, my God, they're so they don't like social media. It freaks them out. Um, and also they can't imagine why you would want to actually invest and I guess perhaps spend time really thinking about your social media and you know that kind of thing it's sort of a bit of an aside to them and I'd love to dig deep into the feels of all the social media um, but I guess my question is do you have those feelings as well or do you understand those feelings are your clients people who sort of go I'm so scared of it and Instagram just freaks me out or I just don't even want to go near LinkedIn is there that emotional barrier with it as well as the practical barrier? Oh my God, 100% all the time. Mm -hmm. um, most of my clients haven't grown up with social media. They um, think it's, they find it very alien. They haven't really got the education on it and obviously kind of knowledge is power. So if you don't have that knowledge, then it's a really scary world. So yes, 100%, I understand what it feels like to not want to put yourself out there. I think um, traditional marketing obviously was never really about storytelling. It was, you know, you could hide behind a logo uh, quite easily, but these days that's not so easy. You've got to put yourself out there. You've got to be relatable. You've got to be in touch with your customers. And that's where social really comes in. But it's definitely a giant leap for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. What's the biggest thing people are scared of when it comes to social media? Showing their face. Oh, really? <laughs> Showing their face, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Showing I mean, their face on Instagram. Yeah. It's really weird. I think it's because they just uh, have never had to do it before. Mm. You know, if they have, um, they always, you get amazing creatives who come and they've created amazing product or they've put an amazing service together and they have put so much thought into the creative process that they haven't actually put that much thought into how they're actually going to sell it and when it mm. comes to that selling and having to sell your product and your service yourself it just doesn't come naturally to them and I can understand that I can understand how terrifying it can be well this leads me into and I was going to ask you this a bit in my in my questions I was send over it's a bit later on but actually you've made me want to ask it now this makes me think of reels so when reels started on Instagram and we'll talk about all social media it's not just Instagram is it but um like everyone was just like, do I have to do videos now of myself pointing at loads of words and all of this kind of thing? So it dug into that fear of you've got to be on camera almost performing. Like that can be a lot of pressure yeah. for people, can't it? That feeling that you need to perform to sell and promote your business. Yeah, so much pressure. I think the first thing to remember is who is your target audience mm. and you know, yes, reels are amazing for reach and TikTok's an amazing platform. But if you're not marketing to 20 to 30 year olds, then you don't need to worry so much about it, I would say. Um, but yes, reels are obviously phenomenal and they are Instagram's latest feature. And they if you if someone came to me and they said, right, I want to reach 10,000 followers in the next three months, I'd be like, right, you need to produce reels regularly. 
But yes, that can be absolutely terrifying because the best reels are the ones that have faces and people in them. Mm. But there are lots of ways around it. You don't have to do the finger pointing. You don't have to do the dancing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need to worry about being an actual performer. You just, yeah, you'd need to think about your content and how you could adapt it to reels and video, definitely. Yeah. So if people are frightened, they should be at least, I guess, they've got a, there's a balance between the scariness of it and thinking, yeah, if you want that reach, you, you've got to find a way to try and battle through those feelings and give it a go, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, social media platforms are all about the user's experience mm. and the user loves video, the user loves reels. So if you are a small business or a big business and you're looking to really um, grow on social, then you've got to get involved. Um, but I also think that, as I said, having the knowledge and the confidence really, really helps. So there are lots of reels experts out there. There are lots of video content experts out there. Just book in an hour session with them to chat them through because you will feel so kind of reassured after that. Don't sit in the dark, I would say, and panic. Go and find someone who can help. I love that. I've, that that's never occurred to me that you could go and book an hour. Like that's, I feel a bit stupid now. But like, <laughs> it didn't really occur to me that I could actually talk to an expert and say, hi, I don't know what I'm doing with reels or I don't know what I'm doing with. You mentioned TikTok as well, which... Yeah. I can imagine there's a lot of people listening who are like, oh, TikTok, should I even go there for my business? And who might not, yeah, I guess that's my question really leading out of that is, are there a lot of social media platforms that people don't realise could be good for their business, like TikTok, or people veer away from LinkedIn, or perhaps they don't have a Facebook group, or they only exist on Facebook because they don't want to be on Twitter. There's, there's a lot more out there than the basic, the big four, I guess, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. There's more than that, isn't there? There is much more than that. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I would say is work out where your audience is. Okay. It doesn't come down to, unfortunately, which platform you want to be on. You know, if you want to be successful, you've got to be where your customers are. Um, and that may be TikTok. It may be even Pinterest. Let's bring Pinterest in because that's yes. I know it's not really a social media platform. It's more of a search engine, but Pinterest is brilliant. Um, and yes, it comes down again to time and resource, how much time you've got, how much resource you've got. Um, and I would say choose one or two platforms to do really well, as opposed to spreading yourself across four and doing four badly. Mm. That would be the best advice I would give really. That's interesting. Oh dear. So the thing with me is basically I love Instagram. <laughs> I love it. People say to me, well, you're always on Instagram. I was like, I genuinely enjoy it. But I'm like, oh, oh my God, who all doesn't? my customers on there. That's the thing. And you're so joyful on your Instagram. And at the end of the, the podcast, we'll get you to tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and, you have congratulations just reached 10,000 followers haven't you oh thank you yes I have I have and I absolutely love Instagram like you it's it's where I feel really comfortable I know that my audience is there and I just love it yeah it's brilliant you can I guess you're a great example of leading by example you can show what you can do and then people can watch that and and then they, you're literally able to show your potential product on that platform aren't you basically yeah it's my mm. online cv completely it's my shop window and that's why it's so important to me um and that's why reaching ten thousand was really great for me because i feel like i'm teaching people how to reach you know those numbers i'm teaching mm. people how to grow their accounts and and having the numbers on my own account really helps bring kind of credibility to that that's cool. um yeah but yeah i love instagram it's brilliant me too i love it i just live there <laughs> but it's, it's interesting you say that because i guess there's a lot of people that feel, and tell me if your clients are like this, really, I'd be interested to know, but a lot of people who feel like it's only about the followers and if they could only get to a certain number that would give a certain level of validation. Do you, do you see that pressure in your clients? And also, do you feel that pressure as well in terms of 
the emotional pressure, the mental health pressure of, of the likes and, and the follows. Yeah. Do you feel that as well? And do you see that in your clients? I do. I feel it so, so much. Um, and my, all my clients feel it. There's no doubt mm. that the numbers um, matter, especially if you are, let's say, a B2B and you're looking to collaborate with other brands and other businesses. You know, those Instagram numbers do matter. Mm. But at the end of the day, I would say having an engaged audience, you know, people who are interacting with you, people who are commenting on your posts, liking, is much more important than having 10,000 followers who really don't care about your content. So that's what I always try and teach is that, um, you know, if you had a shop, it would be amazing to have 15 people in the shop because uh, you could sell to those 15 people. Mm -hmm. If you had 50 people in the shop and none of them were interested in what you were selling, then and that would be irrelevant. So just remember that it's much, much more important to have a smaller focused audience than the huge numbers who aren't interested. Love that analogy. I'm such a fan of an analogy. <laughs> I just love it when there's a, and I'm terrible at them, even though I try and do them all the time. I always come out with really random <laughs> ones, but that's actually really visual. But yeah, you just think, well, hold on a minute. And, and then I guess your shop window is your social media. You're going to yeah. try and bring them in in the first place. It really one. is. It really yeah, is. That's, yeah. yeah, that's where the social media, and you know, it's called social for a reason. You've got to be social. Mm -hmm. So you've got to think about your platform as being your shop window or, or your platform to present from. Yeah. Um, and I think most people kind of make the error of thinking that they can just replicate their website content on their social, but actually social media is very different to a website. Mm -hmm. it, it's much more personal. Yes, that's a good point, actually, because I think there's a lot of talk, especially sort of in, you know, time when people have got sort of quite time poor and they just want to get things out there. They sort of say, well, I'm going to repurpose my blog into an Instagram post and then I'm going to repurpose that into a LinkedIn post. And I guess that's great. But at the same time, if the same people are looking at you on different platforms, they're just going to see the same thing every time, aren't they? So there's got to be a bit of a mix, maybe. Definitely. And that's where I think having a really clear content plan that covers all of your marketing really, really helps because then if you do have lots of marketing channels like a blog or perhaps you're sending an email once a week mm. and you've got a website, um, you want to think about, right, I've got a piece of content. How can I um, you know, direct that to each channel and make it relevant to each channel and not just repeat myself over and over? Mm. So yeah, it's more work than people up. think, isn't it? It's so much more work than people think. Yeah. And that's why, you know, when you're a business owner and you're wearing so many different hats, mm. social can just be completely overwhelming because it does take time. But the yeah. more time you invest, the more you get out of it. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think people see it sometimes as a bit of an afterthought. Mm. Oh, I'll pop on Instagram this evening or I better pop something on LinkedIn rather than I'm going to spend some actual time on this part of showcasing my business. Definitely. And I think, you know, the, the amazing thing about social is it's all measurable. The insights and the analytics that you get from every platform, you can see how you're performing. You can see if people are visiting your website, you can see if people are buying your products from social, you know, it's so tangible and that's why it's so satisfying. And that's one thing I think that people forget about social, you know, you could put an advert in a local magazine, but really you've got no idea how to track the effectiveness of that. But from yeah. social, it's all so measurable, which is brilliant. I love that. That's funny you mentioned that though, because I'm in Oxfordshire as well, and we get this um, thing through the door every month, like the something something advertising yeah. news or something. You might <laughs> you might get it as well. I'm sure lots of people have it around the country and in different countries. But it's people putting out small ads, and I just didn't think yeah. that kind of thing existed anymore. But for a lot of the businesses, I guess the tradespeople in a more rural area, they're going by word of mouth. And I often say to someone if they come and do like we're doing up a house, so I might say to the plumber or the painter are you on instagram i'll take some pictures of what you've yeah. done and share and tag you and they'll be like no 
<laughs> and they sort of look at me like I'm a bit like, you know, a crazy girl who's wasting time on social media. And I'm like, but you could be showcasing your work on social yeah. for the people that do like to look at things. There's a mix, I guess, is my point, isn't there? You can do yeah. both in a way. There's a bit of... Definitely. But I think for local, if you're, if you're marketing to a local audience, you know, Facebook is the most amazing resource mm. for you. Um, and I just think for local yeah, businesses who are trying to target within, let's say, a 10 mile radius, Facebook's going to be your best friend. You've got to be on it. Yeah. Definitely. I bet there's loads of people listening now going, but I just don't want to. <laughs> There's, there's real feelings there, aren't there? I'm sort of like touching my chest because I'm feeling the feelings. I'm like sort of, you know, not my actual chest. Yeah. <laughs> I like where your necklace would be, listeners. That kind of feeling for your heart and thinking, oh, because there's that, there is a serious fear for some people and there is quite a serious worry or sort of hesitation to yeah. involve themselves in social media, isn't there? There is that sort of more serious side. It's not just, oh, I don't like it. It's no, no one there is yeah. about this. And, but I think if you're if you're using social for business purposes it's very different you know for personal reasons if you're keeping in touch with family and friends I know it can be overwhelming but if you've just got your business hat on and you're thinking right I'm going to use Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram just for business I'm going to try and drum up some business I'm going to try and get in touch with my customers and you think about it from a strategic point of view and then you have some training and you build your confidence and you build your understanding around how the platforms work and what you need to do and when you need to do it, then it suddenly becomes much less overwhelming. Yeah. So I would say if you are really panicking about social and you're thinking, I just don't know where to start, you know, reach out and, and get some help. Even if it's just a, a half an hour chat with an expert to just yeah. reassure your mind. Definitely. It's like that thing of not feeling alone, isn't it as well? Mm. I was chatting to someone about this the other day and we were saying, well, if we were in an office, there'd be a social media team perhaps for your company yeah. and you might dabble in talking to them and saying to them, oh, could I write something for a post one day? So you perhaps build up a relationship and learn about it. Yeah. Whereas often we throw ourselves in the deep end with social media and expect ourselves to be able to just swim immediately. You do definitely. But I think also the community that you find on social media makes up for that a hundred percent. You know, we, I work from home alone and, and the, the network that I've made on Instagram, especially reaching out, you know, I've got now a really good group of people who I feel like I'm in an office with because I speak to them every day. You know, I balance mm -hmm. ideas off with them. And I think the power of community on social media is amazing if you're willing to put yourself out there again. Yeah, I agree. I've got some friends, some really close friends, I'd call them through social media that I've never met. It's amazing, isn't it? And actually, they probably know some things about me that perhaps yeah. family don't know because you share so much. You find yourself you in this situation as a freelancer where actually you really open up. You do. Yeah. It's opened up a whole new world. My husband keeps saying, who's this? Who's this? And I'm like, I can't really explain who they are, but they're an Instagram friend. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, during, during lockdown, it was an absolute saviour, I think, for so many people. Yeah, that's so true. God, yeah, you're so right because like, suddenly everyone was at home. Yeah. And everyone was existing in this online world. I mean, we're talking on Zoom. I hadn't heard of Zoom before the pandemic. No. Anyone who'd invested in Zoom was like, Mwah! <laughs> like some Dickensian character counting their coins on their desk. I know. I was like, damn it, need to look out for the next. I love that like advert Zoom. on telly. I can't remember who's, who's actually behind it, but it's about a group and they're on Zoom and the lady's drinking a cup of tea and she pretends that she's frozen. Have you seen it? It's like <laughs> a kitchen. And the cat walks yeah, across. Yeah, the cat walks across. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> That's a good example of a clever piece of video content yeah, sticking very with you clever. as a brand. Very clever. I think it's Wix. 
yeah it could well be or howden's or one of those yeah it's a kitchen company isn't it yeah Yeah, that's a really good example actually of the power of video what what do you sort of what do you find to be the biggest joys of social media because i know people often have this negativity about it but actually i really want this episode to make them realize that it can be more joyful and it can be productive and it can help them connect build their business and more money and have a loss you know what, what are the joyful things about it for you i think definitely the community that we've touched on obviously mm. that you can build a really like-minded useful community that, that is reassuring to you i think um pushing yourself out of your comfort zone can be mm. really rewarding so definitely for me you know when i started doing my instagram i didn't want to talk on stories and i didn't want to put my face on my grid but as soon as i started doing that i noticed such good results so Mm. I was encouraged to do it more so I think taking that leap can be really good for your kind of self-confidence and I just think having a platform that's so easy you know it's really easy to post I know it's it takes thought behind what you're going to post but actually posting is simple it it can be much easier don't build it into a huge mountain because actually when you take that first step it gets much easier Mm. yeah I just love social I think it's an amazing platform that we should all embrace and and use for our businesses because it works for every business type there's no doubt about it yeah very much so and you mentioned Facebook yeah and I'd love to get your thoughts on LinkedIn just because it comes up all the time in podcast chats and interviews and lots of people are like oh they pull that face like they're you know they've sniffed a smelly train or something oh LinkedIn but I actually I see it as a bit of a secret weapon like I get loads of contacts and work leads from LinkedIn and actually I think people overlook it would you agree with that that actually that is social media as well and people sometimes don't see a platform like LinkedIn and Pinterest you mentioned yeah absolutely I love LinkedIn uh LinkedIn's been amazing for me in bringing different inquiries to me so I get lots of Mm. inquiries from London I get much bigger inquiries from LinkedIn I get kind of speaking opportunities from LinkedIn so yes it is I would say more corporate but it's still a really fun place to be and actually the contacts you can make, like you say, are amazing, really yeah. amazing. Because I find um, people will say yes to connecting with you on LinkedIn who are really senior at a company, yeah. actually, who possibly wouldn't even be on Instagram because perhaps they are in the corporate world more and they've got a team doing their social media. And I'm like, oh, the editor of a really big magazine's connected. I'm like, well, okay. And then I sort of sit there going, I'll just, I'll just be glad that happened. I don't do anything with it. What do you do next? <laughs> oh, what do you do I next if you it. get the, the fear of someone's connected with me? I better not talk to them. <laughs> too funny isn't it and also what I love about LinkedIn is if you know there's somebody that you want to get in touch with you can Mm. have a look and see if any of your contacts already know that person and can give you an introduction which is so much easier than just sending a blank email isn't it yeah and that's the beauty of LinkedIn I think is that everywhere someone is connected to someone else somewhere along the line yeah I love that I do yeah I I totally agree with you you can say oh I know so and so yeah exactly Um, that kind of thing and asking for recommendations I think we don't do that enough those testimonials are brilliant on LinkedIn, just mm. asking people for references. And you can use those across all different social media. You know, if you get one written for you on LinkedIn, then repurpose it on different platforms. Mm. Yeah, that's really good advice. Yeah, come on, people, use, use your recommendations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about Pinterest then? You mentioned Pinterest, and I think a lot of people will be listening thinking, what? That's just where yeah. you search for, like, wedding photos or cake pictures. It I is, but... About. It's definitely more of a search engine than a social media tool. But actually, the beauty of Pinterest is that content is really everlasting. So Mm. where on Facebook and Instagram you can post and that probably has a shelf life of, let's say, 48 hours. 
Pinterest content is evergreen, so it, it lasts forever. People can click on a pin that you pinned 12 months ago mm-hmm. and still see your content. So I think if you sell a product or you are in kind of some kind of a design industry or the wedding industry, you know, Pinterest is an absolute no brainer because people are on there searching every day for, mm. for so many different things. Um, but I would say that again, it's a minefield if you don't know what you're doing and definitely get some advice from a Pinterest expert before you yeah. dabble because boards, pins, yeah, it can be time consuming if you haven't got that training. That's the thing. Cause you mentioned that before you sort of said get, get some help and I can imagine people might think, well, no, I haven't got half an hour or I haven't got the money to pay for an hour's consultation. But then you think, actually, if you step back and think about the amount of time you would spend trying to work it out yourself and how much you would charge for that hour, if you were charging someone else for your time, actually it starts to become a bit of a no brainer, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, the best lesson I had on that was when I tried to write my own website when I first started, because I didn't (laughs) have the budget for a copywriter and I didn't have the budget for someone to do it for me. So I did it on Squarepace myself and it took me forever And I just think, yeah, you're so right. You can't put a value on your own time when you're spending four hours in front of a laptop every evening trying to work it out. It's just not worth it. Yeah, totally agree. And it's stressful, isn't it? Because then you're trying to do something that actually isn't your forte. Totally. Thinking, well, I could be be doing some social media for somebody else right now if I wasn't trying to write my own. Definitely. What I would say on social is there's loads of YouTube tutorials. There's lots of podcasts. Mm. You know, if you really don't have the budget to, to go out and get some help, then listen read and watch as much as you can because there is loads of free resource out there that's brilliant advice are there any podcasts you particularly like that you'd like to name or helen perry does an amazing podcast on instagram yeah so look her up her podcast is great Um, oh it's called um just bloody post it yeah i love that name because it is that's the essence isn't it would you agree with that that feeling really definitely yeah absolutely 100 percent And Holly Tucker is obviously amazing on social. She does some great, great resources. So go and follow her and have a look at her Facebook group because it's brilliant. Yeah, I'm in that Facebook group. So anyone that doesn't know Holly Tucker, um, founded Not On The High Street. Yeah. And now she runs a company called Holly & Co. I just want to ask you something else, actually, because I guess Holly makes me think she just comes across as really being herself. Yeah. And so do you. That's what I try and do. But I guess, do you feel like that is the key to social media success is not trying to be someone you're not, or is there an element of presenting a businessy you? So I think that um, you need to find what makes you unique. Um, And if that's being yourself, maybe it's your style, maybe it's your personality, then yes, you've absolutely got to be yourself because you know, there is lots of noise on social. There are probably lots of people doing exactly the same thing that you do. Mm. So why is someone going to follow you? Why is someone going to send you a direct message over somebody else? You've got to find what makes you unique. And I think it will come down ultimately to your personality and your style. Mm-hmm. Um, so being yourself is definitely beneficial but I would say it takes work you know it's really Mm. you can't just show up and be really casual and expect to be yourself it definitely takes time to build that I would say you know if you're thinking about talking to camera on Instagram stories talk to yourself in the mirror for a couple of minutes beforehand leave voice notes for your friends so you get used to the sound of your own voice you know try and and practice being as natural as possible because it doesn't come easily to lots of people I love that advice and I totally agree with you. So anyone that sees me walking my dog sometimes and thinks I'm going crazy because I'm talking to myself, I'm often saying out loud things that I might yeah. want to be either writing about, I might practice the intro to an article out loud and that kind of thing. Or yeah, I'll, I'll 
I think that's such good advice because it just becomes more normal then it's not like yeah. suddenly I'm talking on camera it's scary because it's more more uh, what's the word I'm looking for formal yeah completely yeah, and I think um, there's lots of um, people who set up test Instagram accounts you know they don't do it straight away on their mm. main business account they have another kind of dummy account that they use to practice and upload video content and then look at themselves and refine so if it is really really scary to you then you know set up an instagram account where nobody's following you and just practice yeah that's really good advice is that a finstagram oh never heard of that term i can't remember i heard about this where people have a second instagram account that isn't so it's celebrities more i think they have a second instagram account that's nothing to do with them as a person in the spotlight oh my so god perhaps hilarious. a celebrity's into well like tom daly and yeah. his crafting and his knitting yeah so i think the second account is your Finstagram. I don't, I'm, that's all I know, listeners, so I can't don't take my word for it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you have for somebody who is scared of social media overall, but really would like to use it for their business because they know it would help, but they're yeah. stuck in that circle of just not doing anything, not making time for it because perhaps they don't mm. think it's enough of a commitment people that are in that sort of quagmire of want to but but something's holding them back either nerves or yeah. worries or not knowing what to do i would say start an account you don't need to post straight away start following some people who inspire you who give you a feel for who kind of the tone of voice and messaging that you want to give on your mm. account so follow people for inspiration and just be a lurker for a bit watch their mm. stories you know, maybe interact with a few people, maybe comment on a few posts, try and get those conversations going and, and build up to thinking about what you want to have on your page. And the other thing I would say is, you know, just post that first post. Once you've done the first one, it gets much easier. Yeah. Don't make it into a massive big deal because, you know, realistically from the beginning, you're not going to have hundreds and hundreds of followers. You may rely on friends and family initially to get those follower numbers up. Um, so it really doesn't matter, you know, and, and what's the worst that could happen? You're not going to lose anything, are you? You're only going no. to gain. And you can always delete it. Exactly. Like if you really regret it, I've said that to a few friends, I'm like, but if you really hate stories disappears on Instagram, which is yeah. why I love it. Because after 24 <laughs> hours, it's gone. I'm like, brilliant. So I can be as weird as I like. I can be as, you know, scraggy as my hair can be. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, well, it'll be gone in 24 hours. So whatever. Yeah. You know, that, that's what I love about that. And the final piece of advice I'd love from you before we get everyone to tell you, get you to tell everyone where they can find you is what if someone's finding it too much? If they've got a bit of the overwhelm, they like yeah. being on there, they know it's good for their business, but they're over comparing perhaps, um, or perhaps they're looking at other people scrolling too much. What kind of advice would you have for people in that situation? I would say really set yourself time limits for a start. You know, don't spend hours mindlessly scrolling. I think it's mm. a very easy thing to do. Yeah, Make sure time. you're intentional with your activity, definitely. Um, if there are any accounts who are making you feel a bit icky, just mute them. You know, you mm. tap on the three dots in the top right of their profile and click mute. And then you'll still be following them, but you just won't see their content, um, which can always be really helpful. Mm. And if it really is becoming too much, then step away from it. There's nothing like an, a week or two weeks off Instagram or Facebook or Twitter to um, make you feel like there is much bigger things in the world than social. <laughs> yeah. It can feel like it's kind of taking over your mind mm. slightly and, and stepping away from it and spending time outside or with your family or, or doing something you really love can be just a really good way to rebalance and reset. 
yeah that's really really lovely advice I, I wonder if people are thinking a week or two weeks won't everything crumble to the ground if i'm not on social media not at all friend. literally <laughs> i've just taken 10 days off which i know doesn't seem too much but for me that's quite a big mm. chunk of time and um you know i still i came back my account's exactly the same it hasn't gone up in flames <laughs> never be afraid to step away yeah because sometimes good things can happen when you step away you can get a bit of clarity about what you're going to do next and Definitely. people might follow you because they find your content through hashtags yeah like you say it's still going to be there yeah showing up somehow on someone's feed isn't it so and i think sometimes the creative juices start flowing much better when you're not when you're not doing your normal everyday stuff if, mm. if you go and, and change up your routine a bit suddenly yeah different areas of your brain open up i think brilliant Oh, that's lovely. I'm feeling very inspired. I'm going to check out Pinterest more. Definitely. Oh, yeah, I do. For definitely. freelance feels. And, There's um, an amazing, um, yeah. if you want to follow a great account for Pinterest tips, follow uh, Pineapple White Media on oh, um, okay. Instagram. Georgie one, yeah. is brilliant for um, Pinterest tips. Pineapple White Media. Love yeah. it. That's such a good name. It's I love great, that. isn't it? Yeah, I when know. someone has a really good business name, you're like, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> You're pleased for them, but at the same time, you're like, oh, I wish I'd thought of that one. That's really cool. <laughs> Miller, thank you so much. I'm oh, it's been lovely. Sure thank this you for has having been me. Super, oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sure it's been really useful for people. Now, for those people who would either like to follow you so that they can see more of what you do and people who obviously might like to book some time with you or ask about your services as a company, where can everyone find you? What's all the details for them? So the best place is obviously Instagram, where you can find me at Pink Storm Social, um, or check out my website, which is www.pinkstormsocial.co.uk. And uh, feel free to send me a message or an email. I'm always around to help. Fantastic. Thank you so much. All the best with Thank it. You.